0: Welcome to Let's Grow. This is a personal development podcast and I'm your host, Jeremy A. Taylor, but you can call me JT. Whether it's a short message from yours truly or an interview with a special guest, this is your place for weekly encouragement to keep going and growing. My goal here is simple, to leave you better than I found you. And I know your time is valuable, so let's dive right in. What is up guys? This is JT and this is the Let's Grow podcast. Welcome back. I'm hanging out with my friend out in California. His name is Ryan Rucker. We met through Instagram. Instagram, Mm -hmm. haven't met face-to-face in person. We've had a couple of phone calls. This is actually the first time we've been on a call where we're looking at each other face-to-face virtually, but I'm so excited to introduce you guys to this phenomenal individual, He's he's so passionate about his faith, about his family, and he's entrepreneurial minded. He's got some he's had some big dreams, some projects that he's working on. I can't wait for him to share them with you. But I want you to know this: always know that this is your your place for encouragement, real conversations with real people, and we just want to leave you better than we found you. Uh, because the, the the name of the game here is growing. Don't just go through life; grow through life. And I know. That the conversation we have today and what you're going to learn from Ryan, uh, you're certainly going to grow. Ryan, man, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with me today.
1: Thank you for the invite. Honestly, it's been so fun because we've been connected for, for a while through Instagram. Um, so I feel like I know you. You know, even just this conversation, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to chat with my buddy, Jeremy. It's like, oh, yeah, we haven't, we haven't met in person. Um, <laughs> yeah. but the, the beauty of, of social networking and social media in general is that you can meet some really cool people, hence the fact that you and I have met. So I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man, glad to have you here. Your time is obviously very valuable. Being a husband, uh, being a, uh, a a father as well, and uh, juggling multiple projects. And uh, so, man, I appreciate you you giving me some of your time. And uh, I like to remind people that when you give someone your time, you give them the gift of your life. Right? You, you give them mm-hmm. a piece of your life. Right? You're gifting someone a piece of your life. And so, uh, I'm grateful for that time. I know the listeners and those watching. They're grateful for it as well. And uh, like you said, you know, social networking. When you're intentional about it, I, I believe and when you have uh, I'm not going to say I've always had the right focus because I've made plenty of mistakes, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, and not not utilizing my platforms the way that I need to. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I believe that when you're looking for good things, when you're looking for good people, you're going to find it. And uh, mm-hmm. and so it's been cool to cultivate some relationships with with folks like yourself. To learn a little bit more about you and bounce ideas off of you, and uh, man, I just enjoy keeping up with your with your beautiful family. I enjoy keeping <laughs> up with the work Likewise. that you do. So, uh, so tell us, tell us, Ryan, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from. That way, uh, we can get to know you a little bit before we dive into some questions and and just talk a little bit about um, personal growth, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up.
1: Absolutely, JT, I appreciate it. Um, I am Ryan. I am uh, a California by way of New York, originally from upstate New York, and in high school moved out to California and pretty much been out here ever since. Couple, move, you know, couple moves here and there uh, after high school, but you know, I'm uh, i in Northern California. That's where I am. You know, I'm a recruiter by day, and then outside of that, you know, I've got a couple. Couple things we want on the side. Um, Probably the most fun is the fact that I own an ice cream business, which is evolving as we speak. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that. But then on on the side of that, I also have an eight episode podcast docu series that I hosted called Complicated Fatherhood, and that was a, uh, like I said, an eight episode docu series where I actually called my biological father, and um, whom I didn't know as a kid. And we had about eight hours worth of conversations about his life and how his fatherhood journey has ultimately affected mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a project I worked on early 2020 through mid 2020. Um, and then, you know, uh, just released it late last year. And the, the final episode just came out a couple of weeks ago. So anybody listening now can listen to the entire series. It's a fun series. I produced it, wrote it. Edit it, you know. Put everything together myself, so um, it, it was a fun process. But that's who I am, and then most importantly, I've been married for almost eight years. Uh, got two beautiful daughters. I'm girl dad through and through. Uh, ages four, Reagan, and Sienna, who is one. So that's a little bit about me. Good stuff. I can dig it. And uh,
0: man, there's uh, there's so many things that I I want to I want to go off in multiple different directions based on <laughs> you just kind of unpacking <laughs> who you are, where you come from, but Guys, Let's if you go. all heard that correctly, back of- this dude literally said he's in California by way of New York. He's literally lived on both <laughs> coasts, right, uh-huh. In, uh-huh. in the United States. Super cool scenario there. He talked about he owns an ice cream business. If he wasn't your best friend, he needs to be your best friend now, <laughs> and you need to go follow his ice cream uh, business. And uh, where can they find a little bit about, about the ice cream business on, online, Instagram?
1: Yeah, so Instagram is probably the best space. Uh, Be Ice Cream or Be Nothing is the name of the business. That's the name of the Instagram handle. You can also check us out at com. The Instagram is where I spend the majority of the time, though. So So you you can head over there and check that out.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Well, um, Ron, since this is about personal growth, I want to ask you before we dive into any other conversations, uh, who are some people in your life? Who have impacted you and uh, been a source of encouragement? Folks that you've looked up to, and uh, folks that you kind of looked at and, and wanted to uh, kind of model your life after. Uh, you know, folks who, who have encouraged you along.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, great question. I, I think the the most honest and yet cliche answer is probably going to be you know my, my mom and grandma. Um, you know, my it's funny because my mom and grandma are very alike, and I'm different than them in certain regards, um, but they are very much hard workers. They are the most selfless, like take no credit type people um, at all, and they're just all about family, and I, I think the, the older I get, the more I understand uh, the beauty of, of who they were. My my grandma passed in August of 2019, and um just I, I think the past year and a half for me has just been a study of who i want to be as as an adult and as a dad as, as a man quite frankly um you know my mom same way i mean she she was selfless through and through and everything in her life was um in order to set me up for success and even me sitting in my home right now home that yeah. i own with my wife and uh the business that i'm able to run and all these fun side projects I, i'm able to do and have fun with it is literally all because of the hard work and, and everything that she gave up in her life. So there's a part of me that just feels, uh, in, well, all of me feels incredibly grateful for that. But, um, you know, it just makes me want to be better. It makes me want to continue yeah. to grow knowing the fact that both of them sacrificed everything for me. Uh, and I'm very grateful for to, to the two of them.
0: Yeah. And man, whenever you have someone in your corner who truly believes in you and mm-hmm. in, 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 and it goes beyond their words and, and them saying it obviously words are powerful. You and I both know that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I love the, 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 the post that you share of, of speaking life into your daughters and, you mm-hmm. know, some of those affirmations and, and miles and I have some of those conversations as well. Words yeah. are one thing, but to have someone in your corner, who's laboring for you, right. Who's working mm-hmm. hard for you. Who's, who's putting you in a position to, to succeed. Like you said, uh, mm-hmm. man, that, uh, that propels you forward, doesn't it?
1: It, it does. And, you know, what, what's really cool is that they did that throughout my entire life and it allows me to kind of lean on my wife now. Um, you know, and like I mentioned, between all the side projects, first, first and foremost, family is, is the most important thing. Um, but it's really cool to have someone in my corner who when I come to her with really silly outside-the-box ideas that she doesn't like initially just shoot them down. Of course, yeah. some are a little more silly, silly than yeah. others. Um, but even just like two hours ago, I was like, hey, what do you think of this? Something like totally crazy. And she was like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah. now I have somebody in my corner <laughs> to be able to. She's like, I- sure, babe. Okay. I-, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I-, I started the conversation. I was like, all right, babe. You're gonna smile when I tell you this, but you know, then I <laughs> wrote it down. It was like, you know, she she's used to that at this point. So it's nice to just have people in your corner who who support you, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. And and man, I, I can I can totally relate to that with the the crazy dreams and ideas. And you know, it seems like every other day I'm throwing something out to Jayla and, and uh, of course, man, she just <laughs> she takes it and uh, and she loves me. And she always reminds me that she believes in me, but I'm Is sure it? in the back of her mind from time to time, she's like, what are you trying to do now? Right. <laughs> what are you trying to do now?
1: You and I it are d- very similar.
0: It definitely takes a special, a special kind of spouse to be able to uh, to hang in there with you and support you in that regard and, and, uh, sure. and kind of balance you out a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We need that.
0: Yeah, totally. Cause if not, I would completely fly off the handle. And, uh, oh, 100%. And, and I would just rock and roll off my emotions and, and my inspirations and yeah, I'd get, I'd get our family in a lot of trouble. So uh-huh. that being uh-huh. said, you know, you, you kind of, you talking about how important your, your mom and your grandmother was in your life. And mm-hmm. on the opposite end of the spectrum, you mentioned complicated fatherhood, which I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to, to talking a little bit about yeah. You're, with your biological father, not being in your life, you know, there's, it seems like, uh, fatherlessness is a uh, is an epidemic it seems like so many some so much brokenness uh so much trauma can be traced back to a lot of folks in uh in a fatherless uh situation uh, in a broken yeah. home and uh and so ryan what was that like for you and how do you feel like you have overcome that and not necessarily overcome it per se because I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some healing that's still taking place there's there's some trauma you know you talked about how that's influenced your journey as a father but as it relates to growing as a person like how did you harness that you know to put yourself in a position that you're in today like what 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 enabled you to grow through that
1: yeah good question um, first and foremost I apologize for my dogs in the background it sounds like an Amazon package <laughs> literally just showed up um, it's all good of course. Um, but yeah, I think for, for me, you know, growing up, it was really interesting because you, you, fatherlessness in in my opinion, um, and it's both of our opinions and multiple president's opinions. Like I I go in the first episode, I do some research on, uh, both, you know, George W. Bush and Barack Obama, how both of them have really worked on, uh, father, fatherlessness initiatives, because I think across the board and across the aisle, people see that this is an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I think when you hear those statistics and when you see, you know, uh, some of the stats showing that uh, kids are more likely to uh, drop out of high school and go to jail. Like if, if the father isn't around or if they don't have both parents around, um, you know, I, I didn't really fall into those statistics. I, I graduated high school, I graduated college, albeit a little bit later, but you know, I, I did it. Um, I, even childhood, like I, I went to basketball camps, like I, I Always had great basketball shoes. Like, I remember getting a pair of like Jordan 12s when I was a kid. Like, I had no business having these. I remember getting a pair of like phone um, posits, the Penny Hardaway shoes that were like 180 bucks when we were kids. Like, we're talking yeah. mid 90s. Like, <laughs> I had no business with any of these things. And, you know, it just goes back to the fact that my mom really worked her tail off um, to make sure that I had the quote unquote normal childhood. And, you know, even like the neighborhood we lived in, like we we had a small, you know, modest home that it was great. And I had a bunch of great neighbors. Um, and I just spent my entire childhood just outside, you know, riding bikes with all of them. So in terms of father, fatherlessness, um, I didn't face some of those, those same effects that a lot of people stereotypically think that we have. Now yeah. it wasn't until I got a little bit older and when he reached out for the first time, that was a moment that I was like, I, I felt like the, these feelings, I, I was harboring them for so long because it was almost like, yeah. oh, you want to wait until I was an adult to the fact sure. that, like, you don't have to pay child support anymore that you wanted yeah. to reach out. So there was an element yeah.
0: of that. So, so there's le- you know, le- less responsibility. And now all this emotion is welling up that you actually had a, along the way, but it just wasn't wasn't really a conscious thought.
1: For you know, sure. For sure. Because yeah. from from both mine and my mom's perspective, it was like, if you don't want to be involved, then – we don't want you involved like sure. period and I wasn't necessarily super conscious until later on about that but then you know eventually him and I didn't meet in person and then after that you know I when I did our own things we talked for a little while and then eventually when I became a dad that was the moment when I held my big girl in my arms the day she was born looking at her knowing that like I am a father that was a moment that I was like how could he have just left yeah. how could he Hold his his child and leave. Um, D- didn't that you know, moment just? At- didn't that
0: moment just wreck you? Holding your your child for the first time. God, oh yeah, man, it
1: yeah. Just uh, it,
0: man. It wrecked me.
1: Well, just, just knowing that that generational lineage, especially if you want to get into a biblical aspect, like you know, you go through Genesis, and I, I mean, I don't I don't know how long like the Bible takes to go through like the lineage of like <laughs> everybody down the line. Like in my opinion. Um, that clearly showcases that generational ties are beyond important. I mean, that's, that's an understatement. Yeah. You know, So just holding my daughter, understanding that she is that next generation, that one day she is going to have that generation. It, it just, it was very intense to think about. And then when she became two, that's around when when my dad left, when I was two. And so when she got two and just seeing how funny she was and her talking, and that was again, another moment where I was like, how could he just leave knowing how hard it is? Yeah. Why? How? Um, you know, and then eventually my, my second daughter was born. And then, you know, I mentioned when my grandma passed, both my grandma and my grandpa, who I was very close with, these are my mom's parents. Um, I was very close to both of them. And they, they passed within hours of each other in August of 2019. Um, my grandpa, who was actually really close with my daughter, his great granddaughter, he actually passed on her third birthday. And they were very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple hours later, my, my grandma passed too. And it was at that moment where I understood that I knew everything about my mom's side of the family. I yeah. knew that, that lineage, I could tell stories to my girls about them. I didn't know anything about my dad. I didn't know anything about, I was going to ask, yeah.
0: ask you that. I was like that, that, that short circuited your ability to build a relationship with anyone on that side of the family.
1: 100%. Cause even you think about that, that, uh, family tree. You know, like one side of it was completely full. Like I could go back until like the 1800s. My mom even did like the Ancestry.com or like whatever that was. She went to like the 17, 1600s. She went back hundreds of years. And I was like, I didn't even know my dad's middle name. Like, and I knew he had a couple siblings. I don't know how many. I knew he had parents, but I didn't know their story. Um, and I think just wrestling with uh, having two kids, my grandparents, who I was very close with my entire life being gone um all of that just kind of stirred something within me to say like i need to know my story a little bit more i need to know where i came from um not to fill any holes or anything like that but specifically well maybe yeah maybe to to know who i was like i felt complete i felt good yeah. but i wanted to i wanted to feel complete i wanted to feel whole and that's where i was yeah. yeah yeah for sure for sure and and just the timing of it was really crazy because we started early 2020 um, you know and again it's all about fatherhood it's all about you know that the lineage and a week after him and I started recording our conversations Kobe Bryant passed and that was that was really hard because I looked up to him not only as a basketball player but as a dad most importantly yeah. um, and then we finished our conversations and then like three weeks later was when we go into a lot of like social unrest we finished our conversations in May of 2020 uh, May of 2020 is when a lot of things just hit the fan um, but by that point I felt like I understood, especially a lot of like the black side of my family. I, I understood that my family was actually driven out of Shibuta, Mississippi, because of Jim Crow South, because of a number of lynchings that had happened in that town that forced my great uncle to take his entire family, move them to Albany, New York, which is about where I'm from. So yeah. to know that line of how even racism in the Jim Crow South forced my family up to New York. and I became a product of that. Like that was wild. Cause I, I never knew, just never knew. Yeah. So it was, a, it's a crazy story for sure. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to tell it.
0: So when you, so when you started to process, you know, these, these thoughts, these emotions, these feelings of, man, I feel like I need to know more. If there's someone that's, that's, if there's someone that's listening to this watching this and they're in a similar situation where a family member, uh, and of course, particularly fatherlessness, because that's what, that's what, you know, and, and, uh, what you've experienced, what kind of advice or what kind of recommendation would you make on how to help someone maybe navigate through that? Or if they have a desire to reach out maybe to their father for the first time, what kind of advice would you offer that person?
1: Good question. Um, I, I would really the I guess the advice that I would offer is to do your homework beforehand. Um Understand the toll that it's going to take not only on you but those around. Uh, and I say that because you know I, I felt pretty strong going into it again,'m I'm, I'm very secure in who I am. I' you know got a good job it, it, there was it wasn't like I'm sitting here thinking I could be so much more like I, I'm very happy with where I am. So it wasn't like I like you to felt like you ne- like you
0: needed this to complete you.
1: yeah. For yeah. sure, for sure. Like, I it was, it was, it was good. I felt like I was good. I uh, had no complaints. But even after our first conversation, I remember getting off the phone and, and going to my wife, Allie, and saying, Oh, this is gonna be a lot tougher than I thought it was. But um, just, especially hearing things like, so why did you leave me? You know, what made you look at me and say, I don't wanna be here anymore. Like, those are some things. And And he, to his credit, was, brutally honest with with some of his responses um you know so i'm going into it thinking i can be like a journalist you know and i i I was for the most part but still it was it was pretty tough um so for other people you know i think it's really like what are you trying to get out of it that's gonna Mm. be most importantly for me i knew what i wanted to get out of it and that was understanding like my past not understanding Mm. my future just understanding the foundation of my past Um, but once you start asking some of those questions that stuff for other people for example my mom when I told her about this project she was like look I'll answer any questions you have I want nothing to do with this I don't want to be recorded I don't want like even me probably talking about her she probably wouldn't love um but she she had told me like look I had to put this behind me uh in order to move forward so I and I'm and I'm not not opening that box again Exactly. Yeah, I respect yeah. it 100%. So even sure. p- people were like, you know, why don't you get your mom on the podcast? I'm like, it's, it's not that simple. You have to, you have to respect those boundaries. So if anybody's looking into that, understand what you what you want to do, because once you start opening those boxes, it can be tough, not only for you, but, but really even tougher for other people around you if they are not ready for that. And not everybody yeah. can be, and that's okay. What, Ryan, what,
0: what has been your source of grace that you've been able to extend to your father? Because obviously there's a lot of people who carry bitterness, resentment. They carry these open wounds and, uh, you know, it's unresolved conflicts and mm-hmm. questions, you know, through the duration of their life. So what's allowed you to, to extend that grace to him and, and what's allowed you to kind of move on and, and, and build your life?
1: Yeah, I, I think a part of it certainly is going to be the foundation of my faith um you know like biblically there's just so many different aspects where you you talk about grace and forgiveness and this and that now that being said like it's for me it's it's not blind grace it's not blind forgiveness you know a a lot of that forgiveness for me is kind of selfish because i did it for me i did it because i don't want to carry that burden i don't want to carry uh that hurt that anger with me you know so a lot of a lot of me releases that because I don't want to carry that. Like it, it's pretty messed up that he left for seventeen years and that he didn't check up on me and he didn't send sure. child support and he missed literally every single basketball game and everything in my life. Um, you know, all that's pretty hurtful. But at the same time, if the world is stressful enough, like I, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to carry that unnecessarily. Um, you know, so I think that that foundationally was was important for me. And even last year, like literally you know, we finished our conversations and a month later, I was reading uh, Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. And, you know, that book is is more about like, you know, building bridges of racial reconciliation within the church. But as I'm yeah. going through, there's just so many different elements of, um, of forgiveness and yeah, atonement and what that looks like. Exactly. And it allowed me to go into these conversations and say, look, I don't have to be like, all right daddy let's get on the phone and hear my kids and you know i don't need to like give myself but i can release forgiveness and i can um I, i i can give that grace wholly um without necessarily without it being unchecked if that makes any sense
0: sure sure that's good stuff um as far as complicated fatherhood is concerned, is, uh, do you feel as if that was a one-stop shop of a docu-series or do you feel like that's going to be something that that's ongoing or you have any plans to expand on anything along those lines?
1: Good question. Um, you know, so it's more than likely going to be one-stop shop eight episodes. That's it. Um, they got a pretty good response, especially because a never done a podcast before, you know, I yeah. used to do music. So like, editing and like audio production like i can do that to kind of pull out some muscles uh in order to, to relearn it but you no, know, I, I got there i feel like the quality was really good and even friends that listened to it were like the quality on this is really good i was like oh thank you that's actually something i was, I was really happy to hear yeah. um i've toyed with if you know now it's a full series and people can listen to it if it got more popular if, if more people listen to it if people ask for it I, I would certainly consider telling other people's stories. because um, yeah. my story and my family, like that's it's done. It's it's all there. Like I poured it all in on the line. But like I said, I think at the beginning of the, the um in episode one of Complicated Fatherhood, this story is not super unique. It's a fun story. And my father, Maurice, uh, is very unique. He's an unbelievable storyteller. Uh, so if anything, if people just want to listen to some good stories from, you know, an older black dude like that's, that's where to go. Um, but I would love to maybe tell other people's stories, but it just takes so much energy to tell those stories. So I would probably have to be in a different space professionally in order yeah. to really spend that amount of energy to tell other people's stories, You know if that makes sense. So um, sure. hopefully and I can do it, more with it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and at the end of the day, it's an investment of time. You know it's an investment of time and uh and i know that the heart that you have for doing what you do that if you're going to do it you want to do it well you want it to be yeah. a great you want it to be a great product and whatever stories you're going to share you want to make sure that you share those stories in a way that uh that that honors those folks who are willing to, to be vulnerable and uh and give up you know part of that space in their life so you know Absolutely. good stuff there i heard you talk a little bit about playing basketball in the yeah. in, through, through the thread there and from New York, lives in California, but you're an Indiana Pacers fan. How did that happen? Die hard.
1: Die how hard. Did, you how know. did that happen? <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, I love being from New York. I love living in California. And, it, you know, I feel like half the clothing I own is Indiana Pacers gear. So people are like, are you from Indiana? I'm like, no. Do you have any family there? No. Do you have friends there? I'm like, well, yeah, just Pacers fans um (laughs) as as a kid you know I grew up in upstate New York in the 90s in the Knicks and Reggie Miller you know the Knicks and the Pacers had this huge rivalry and as a kid you know I just wanted to be different and I actually had a babysitter who was a Pacers fan and you know I was like oh like I don't know any Pacers fans like I want to be a Pacers fan and you know around that time I mean there there was that huge rivalry and Reggie and Knicks They would just go at it. I mean, there's an entire documentary (laughs) about it. Like that rivalry was insane. So it was kind of fun being like the Reggie Miller fan, and because my family, they were all Knicks fans. Like my friends, they were all Knicks fans. So like when those battles would happen, it was fun being like the the hated, you know, Pacers fan. Yeah. So then, like that was as a kid, (laughs) and then he played his entire career, you know, up until 2005 with the Pacers. So in 2005, I was, you know. Out of high school living in California at that point, and so I'm thinking like, all right, like, do I pick a new team? And I was like, well, the Warriors at that time were pretty terrible. The Kings, Kings fans always annoyed me, and they were in Sacramento. That was pretty close, but I was like, I don't want to be a Kings fan. Knicks were at that point they were just terrible too. And I was like, I really, I don't have like a like an affiliation with anybody else or that I want to. So I was like, Reggie, stay loyal. So I'll stay loyal and. Now, all these years later, I'm I'm a diehard Pacers fan. My girls are Pacers fans. They love Boomer, the mascot. Um, And it's been cool because I've been able to make some connections. And long story short, without like blowing the connections, last year, right before the pandemic, um, we actually got to fly out to Indianapolis. And we got tickets to two games completely for free, our entire family, just because like. I met some people and they heard I was a Pacers fan and they were like, Hey, if you're ever in Indianapolis, like we'll get you tickets to some games and, and they did. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been it's been a fun journey because there's not a ton of Pacers fans. So when I think the organization hears that like somebody's a diehard, they're like, Oh, cool, let's take care of them. And yeah. they do. So I'm I'm Pacers through and through. I'm all I'm for the ride.
0: That's super cool. Super cool. Yeah.
1: Um we were we were
0: talking um uh, earlier before we hit the record button and we were mm-hmm. talking a little bit about uh you know the the crazy time that we've been living in we, we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about how you know different inspirations that we have and, and trying to move down a path of like uh you know who we are being the most important thing in what we do and trying to mm-hmm. kind of marry some of our passions and, and bring tie things together so let's talk quickly about a couple of those things before we close down because i definitely want our listeners to hear. I mean, you, yeah. you are, uh, you know, in, in the time that I've been connected with you, the conversations that we've had staying, staying, you know, seeing what's going on in your life be, uh, via social media, which obviously isn't a, a clear indication of everything that's taken place. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, uh, it seems like you've been someone who's who stayed healthy, who stayed on the up and up and, uh, and, and you've worked hard to, uh, just stay positive. Uh, you know, during all this craziness that we've gone through. So what are some things you and your wife have done, uh, you know, in your home or in your lives to, to try to stay positive, you know, during in, in the midst of all of the, the the madness of the last 12 months?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I think for us going outside and being outside is, is really important. Um, you know, I think in, on a couple different levels. Number one, uh, I mean, even studies will show just being outside in nature is is really beneficial for people. Yeah. Um, so you know our family will try to get some hiking in. We've got some cool places close by, so we'll we'll get some hiking, do our social distance that way, and just get out and enjoy. It. And And part of me, too, like I, I really think, that when, at least when I'm outside, like I look at the beauty of trees, I look at the beauty of just like landscape and geography and all these different things um, that in my opinion, you know, aren't here by accident, you know, mm-hmm. so it allows me to, to sit here and, and just really take it all in and just appreciate the beauty of life. There certainly can be, um, I mean, like we said, like there, there's madness everywhere. Certainly like you get on social media, turn on the news, like, you know, it's just madness everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, a, it's easy to get lost in that. It is. And like, you know, for me, like, while I'm well aware of it, um, you know, there's definitely a number of people that will profit off of that madness. Um, you know, so I try not to get too much sucked into it. Um, at the same time, like you want to be informed. So it's, there's a balance there. Yeah. But, you know, I think for, for us, we really just try to uh, be intentional with our time. Uh, Saturday mornings, not every Saturday morning, but every some Saturday mornings we'll take a walk down to our local Starbucks uh, and just get like, get a drink and, you know, take a walk home, other Saturday mornings, sometimes we'll go to the donut shop and get some donuts. And, um, you know, we really just try to spend as much time as a family as we can, just laughing, being goofy, silly, all those different things. And um, and I really do everything in my power to view the world through my girl's eyes because they're four in one. And the things they come up with, the the amazement that they see, me seeing like the moon through my one-year-old daughter's eyes like i've seen the moon a billion times but when my daughter sees it she goes the moon and that allows me to go there's beauty out there there's so much beauty that we need to just explore and sit in and appreciate um and those are some things that are really and we've we've lost
0: the ability to be enamored by those things yes
1: Yes, I, I love that you said that. I remember Before I became a dad, my buddy who, you know, he had like a one year old at the time, he was saying the coolest thing about being a dad for him was seeing uh, all these things that he loved as a kid, again, through his kids eyes. Um, so when we go outside and, and my daughter see like a huge tree and, you know, she'll ask like, Daddy, how long do you think that tree has been? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred years. And it just gets me thinking about like how incredible that is that something's been standing in this one spot for hundreds of years and growing and building and getting bigger. And I've seen a tree a billion times, but my daughter sees it and it's amazing. And my daughters are really the space right now. So again, mm-hmm. like the moon and a couple of weeks ago, like there was, you know, you could see uh, Jupiter and Saturn very clearly in the sky and Mars so like look at all these different things and i'm like how incredible is this universe that we are sitting in <laughs> um the things that like i didn't even a year ago i didn't find that amazing i was like mm-hmm. oh cool there's mars oh cool there's jupiter there's the moon but seeing it through my daughter's eyes just seeing them like, get excited about things i'm like it allows me to realize that no matter what anybody says this world can be very very beautiful and i'm trying totally. to take that in
0: yeah, man, that's good. Goodness gracious. That's like mic drop right there. No matter what anybody said because because it's so often the narrative is, man, this is a cold world, right? Man, it's it's a hard world out there. And and yeah, that that is true uh to a certain extent. But for the most part, for the most part, uh our perspective is what is what drives, you know, much of Now, that doesn't that doesn't change what's been mm-hmm. done to us or what mm-hmm. other, you know, what other people may, you know, may pain that they've inflicted or events that are outside of our control. But for the most part, I believe our perspective is what's broken more so than not. Um, now you and I both know that there are a number of people who have had, uh, completely different realities who live in the same mm-hmm. spaces that we live in. Right. And yeah, that's uh, and, that, and, and that's part of the sinful world that we live in, the brokenness of this world. And and uh, and I hate to, to, to think that so many people can live in the same town or in the same state in the same country and literally experience such different existences, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's heartbreaking to think about. But yeah. again, you know, the beauty of, of, of being human is uh, the choice that we have to focus on uh, what we choose to focus on. Um, Mm -hmm. So, man, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, As we work to close down, we were talking about, you know, husband, father, full time job, part, you know, part time passions and projects. You know, you're you're a dreamer, entrepreneurial minded, always looking for fun ways to add value to others, always Mm -hmm. looking for new ways to connect with people and uh, to build relationships and, uh, you know, use your family, your marriage and being a husband and being a father as a ministry uh, to, to reach others for the gospel. You know, you were talking about like trying to marry those things together. Like what's, what's that kind of thought process or space that you're in right now? You know, what what, what are you trying to work through there? Because I want people to really grasp this idea that as you continue to grow and increase in your self-awareness and you, and, and you embrace the importance of who you are and mm-hmm. the impact that you have on others. Like it becomes a really big deal. Like you begin to decide. You get real intentional about what you do and what you don't do.
1: For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I think for me, you know, originally between you know just my personal life and work, you know, that was one thing. And then the ice cream was like a totally separate thing, and the podcast was a totally separate thing. But like you know, for me, like the foundation of all of that was family, all of it. Um, you know and in 2020 you know uh, about the ice cream business I know I'm sure there's some listeners like so what is this ice cream business like what does he do Um, (laughs) you know in the short story 2015 I started an Instagram page where I taught people how to make ice cream and I would Mm -hmm. give it to friends they'd give me feedback and it was cool 2017 a friend of mine who owns a local coffee shop was like hey I want to sell your ice cream in stores cool so we invested in a commercial machine started making ice cream out of his coffee shop. And we did that for almost three years. 2020 comes around, um, you know, it was a struggle. We actually were shut down for a couple months, which I was fine with, because like work was insane for me. Um, So I had no problem with it. But then when I started it back up, you know, I never did it to make money, but it just it became just not worth it. And they were growing and I needed additional licenses to be able to like essentially grow with them. And sure. it was going to be like thousands and thousands of dollars to, to get that set up. And it, just, it wasn't worth it because I, I wasn't making that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, I shut down the operations, but I still have my business license and I was like, what can I do with the ice cream or be nothing to still keep a business? Like, I, I don't want to shut it down, especially because it's not my main thing what can I do going forward? So there's been a couple of things I've been working on for the past couple months, including videos with my family, really teaching people how to make ice cream at home. Um, And I haven't told too many people about this, so I might be well, that's maybe a couple, but um, I'm actually working on a children's book right now that's ice cream focused.
0: Nice, man, You yeah. heard it, you heard it yeah. first here.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's actually the first time I have mentioned it. Um, I'm sure there's some of my friends who are going to listen to this and go like, "Wait a minute, you haven't even told me that." Well, hold up, hold um, <laughs> up! You ain't told me. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, but like, I'm just trying to figure out ways to like tailor the business, and there's a couple other ideas that I have. Uh, to really just kind of bring in some additional passive income that's all family focused, all family based, yeah. ice cream and family based, but then with the podcast too, um, you know, what is that all about? That's about family. It's about connecting. So I've been able to connect with some families around there. So I'm doing doing my best to, to make the ice cream be nothing. Instead of just like a family, like, let me make ice cream for people and sell it more of like a, like media focus, more family focus. Cause at the end of the day, family is so important to me. And sure. that allows me to like, just simply be with my family. Like, mm-hmm. and that to me, is, there's nothing more important than that. Dude, man, that right there.
0: That's, that's, that's so killer. And that's such a great, that's such a great close to our conversation because I think with everything that's transpired in the last 12 months, Ryan, people have come to grips with the fact that I'm not as present as I need to be. I'm mm-hmm. not focused on the things that really give me life. Mm-hmm. And this whole shut in thing and shutdown type stuff really made a lot of people uncomfortable because mm-hmm. they were spending so much time with the people that they should know the best but they actually don't know them all that well at all. Come on. I know, I know, I know I'm I'm talking to somebody right Uh now. And so just kind of coming back to that family thing, my wife and I, we have this saying, like, we want to make memories and collect experiences, make Mm. memories, collect experiences. Like that's the focus. And, you know, going back to you talking about your daughters, you know, when they were born and when two and four hit and now having two, like, you know, I just had this passing thought a few days, you know, or a couple couple years ago, whenever we we went on our first trip with Miles when he was much smaller. And I thought, man, you know, if traditionally if he moves out of the house at the 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 legal age of 18, mm-hmm. then man, I only have X number of summers with him. Now it doesn't have to yeah. necessarily be a summer, right? Because mm-hmm. I realize that, you know, public education and the calendar year and how yeah you know all that stuff kind of has has created a rhythm and flow in american life but yeah. just kind of thinking through like i only have you know x number of years to really like make something special happen and really build something just unbreakable with my son mm-hmm. and i'm just nothing is going to get in the way of that mm-hmm. like no oh. no business no no selfish individual pursuit. No amount of money. Like mm-hmm. this is where the good stuff is. Like this is where.
1: Great.
0: So, man, dude, I, God, we could we could end up going on for two hours on this thing, but, dude. I just, <laughs> I, I love that focus you have, Ryan. And I wanted one of the, and I and I knew that we would work through complicated fatherhood. We talk a little bit about the podcast and things about your life would come up, but I really wanted people guys folks watching listening here I really wanted you to to get to know Ryan because I wanted you to see this dude is absolutely just on fire for his wife and his children and what he his focus doesn't look like what he's been through and that's and that's big like I want people to know that regardless of what's happened to you regardless of what's been done to you what's been done for you i.e jesus what's been done for you is far greater than mm-hmm. anything that's been done to you and that's really the game changer for ryan that's what mm-hmm. that's what drives him to do what he does so yeah, man I'm you got bad. any any you got any closing thoughts ryan i
1: i'll just i just went off
0: nearly went to church
1: yeah no absolutely i appreciate getting taken to church um <laughs> you know i think uh the most important thing is just intentionality Like i i will drive that home from the day i'm gone Um, you know, I think oftentimes people will, will focus on like, how much money can I make for, for the family? And don't get me wrong. All of us are there. Like, of course, like we we need to support our families and provide all those different things. But what is the focus? Why are we being intentional? Like when, when we are at the dinner table, having conversations, asking our kids, asking our wives, like, how was your day? Are we listening to those cues? And again, like this, this certainly isn't like... Uh, you know, I, I'm not 100% on this 100% of the time, but my, my absolute goal my absolute focus is to be as intentional as possible. Because you you said it, we need to make these memories now. We're building that foundation right now. And just like a home, you would not build a home on a weak foundation. Just like a business, you could not build a business on a weak foundation. And our families are the exact same way in a yes. very much more important way. So we need to build that foundation. We need to do it intentionally. And it's all about building those memories. Because I know when I look back on my childhood, like by no means is it is that have to do with anything where we spend money. It is oftentimes the moments that we were in the kitchen laughing or at home tickling each other or um, just really deep conversations that I had with my grandma when we were just driving. And as a kid, like those are the things that will stick with me and build my foundation. Um, so let's focus on that.
0: Yeah, I can dig it, man. Thank you so much for blessing me with your time.
1: JC, um, I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to continuing to cultivate this friendship and, and looking for, you know, creative ways to add value to one another and, and support one another in, in our endeavors. Uh, above all else, my friend, you have my prayers and, uh, you know, I'm always one phone call away. Regardless if you're in California or if you're in New York, wherever wherever you yeah. are, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, stu- I'm, stu- I'm, stu- I'm stuck here in Kentucky, and uh, but <laughs> it's all good. I, I I love where I'm from, and and this is a good. beautiful place. Maybe maybe we can work it out later on down the road where. Where you can uh, you can get out to Kentucky and visit and uh, well I
1: you you know I'm 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 Indiana through and through it's, it's funny because even though like I'm I'm a both coast kind of guy um, I love the Midwest I am from upstate New York like people since I live in San Francisco for a long time people think I'm a city guy and like yeah. more more than not like I am a city guy but I love going to you know like uh, just I don't know, places like Kentucky, Indiana, Wisconsin, my wife's family's from there. Like I love going there and just talking to people about life because quite frankly, like there's a lot of similarities where people think there's many differences. So yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, totally. All about it.
1: Well,
0: it's all good stuff, my friend. I wish you well, uh, you know, and uh, with, with all the, the endeavors that we shared and I'll be keeping in touch with you as, as those things progress and oh, uh, fo- folks, folks, Listen. Uh, this has been the Let's Grow podcast. This has been my friend Ryan Rucker. I truly, truly hope that you guys picked up some of these pearls that he dropped from his story. Uh, make sure you check him out on Instagram. Obviously, you'll get all of his contact information when this, uh, as you see this episode being promoted. Remember, don't just go through life; grow through life. And everybody, as you see on the on the sign here, everybody can encourage somebody. Thank you guys. Love you all. See you on the next episode. Hey, thanks again for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode and you received some value, could you do me a favor and share it with a friend? If so, I really, really, really appreciate you helping me get the word out about this podcast. As a reminder, this is your place for a shot of encouragement. And my goal is to simply leave you better than I found you. So my friend, I certainly hope that was the case for you today.